okay, Riley. Um, I think that you should start a career as a, like, romance fiction writer. Have you noticed that this genre is very popular right now? I have. I have. Um, and I... I think you could make a lot of money. Yeah, I think that's the appeal for me. Right. Um, I, I think it's the appeal for many, many such cases. I don't know. I feel like the way... I mean, maybe it is, but I feel like the way people talk about it is always like, I just love to write. Like, who becomes a writer for the money? Yeah. Well, okay. It is different. It is different. And now, now I'm going to tread lightly because I feel like, you know, I'm about to un- unleash some so- chauvinism here. Sure. But please. I feel like it's a little bit more cynical than. It's not like a writer in the sense of like. It's not literary fiction. It's not literary fiction. <laughs> it's yeah. a commercial genre. Right. Sure. That, that's how you guys talk about it. Who's <laughs> you guys? Like, <laughs> Romance people... novelists? No, yes. no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, just like people in the literature community like that's what you'd make the distinction between say like i don't know um like a writer like don delillo or something and then somebody like who's writing you know my werewolf husband or something um i'm not sure that i really like heard the phrase commercial genre it is like genre fiction but i feel like in even academic literary circles there's kind of well, in some academic literary circles, there's a push to, like, include genre fiction, like, you know, YA, sci-fi, yeah, even porn, <laughs> aka romance. Right. I feel like, okay, so that's how you describe it. It's, like, a genre, but, like, sci-fi can be genuinely literary, you know? I and, feel. And romance novels can't? Well, I, they could be, but, like, once they're no longer, like, I don't know, like, Pride and Prejudice or something like that is not like a romance novel in the same sense that like like Fifty Shades of Grey is um whereas like I feel genuinely like I don't know like aren't like like Asimov stories like kind of actually literature I think that there are are people who would say that Pride and Prejudice is like the same as kind of genre fiction to dunk on Pride and Prejudice, though, or no, no, to like to elevate Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that seems wrong. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We can't get into it, but like people, okay, what? Oh shit! What was it? Great Expectations, you uh, know, no. by Charles Dickens. Oh sure, was like serialized. Yeah. So it was like a popular, like yeah. really popular, like commercial endeavor same with a lot of um who's the guy the jekyll and hyde guy robert louis stevenson lewis yeah Um, i don't know well jekyll and hyde slaps but (laughs) i don't i guess i'm thinking of like sherlock holmes because i've read a lot of the sherlock holmes (laughs) Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. things that were published in like whatever magazines whatever they were in typical boy behavior (laughs) i love sherlock holmes yeah but i don't feel i guess i can be like there i don't feel like it's really literature in like a the full like it's really good it's well done it's artful in a certain sense but it isn't like literature literature (laughs) but i don't i don't have no principled basis for making this distinction i just feel like that's yeah so maybe you should examine 
whether or not you respect women, <laughs> I think is yeah. a lesson Yeah, here. This was, you know, this is what people keep telling me because I was having an argument with a friend who he was doing poptimism and he was saying that Taylor Swift is like a legitimate artist. And I'm... Taylor Swift is a legitimate artist. And, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my... <laughs> Taylor Swift is not a good example. I was using Ed Sheeran as an example of somebody who's like not really... He's not an artist. He's like producing like pleasurable slop like he's no more an artist than like the mcdonald's like recipe handbook for employees is a chef what you know sure like it's just like add enough sugar and salt and 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 the masses will will eat it have i talked on the pod before with my about my gripe with the term that i've heard thrown around lately um art brand like oh my art brand is no but this sounds promising well yeah i mostly hear like people who are like on instagram and are like you know showing their like paintings and designs on instagram say this where they'll like focus on having like a collection um but they'll call it like a brand oh okay so like the vibe that they're curating yeah with their their style of art yeah yeah and i well it's more like yeah i mean it's more like a collection like you know how like a fashion line will come out with a collection um but it's for like you know art prints and i don't know t-shirts and like you know society six the website yeah it's like stuff like that okay um so they'll say like, oh, my art brand focuses on X, Y, Z, or like the aesthetic of my art brand is ABC or whatever. And I find this very, to me, art and brand are oxymorons. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think that like, yeah, I, I think maybe for the same reasons that I'm like saying it's yeah, just like ketchup. Like, it's like once, like when it's clear that the the main driving force behind it is like, just money making it ceases to have like a legitimate intent or something or like an legitimate legitimate like aesthetic like uh completeness necessary for for something that we might really want to call art so does that mean that you don't like like artisanal ketchup you know that they have actually (laughs) or like those those like sodas that they're like they're real cane sugar (laughs) it's like come on guys no those are just coke for people who want to spend six dollars on a coke yeah Yeah. and let me be clear i love coke i love ketchup i mix the two and i i drink it down (laughs) and you call it i call it coach up (laughs) and i'm always saying riley where's my coach up (laughs) If I don't have six cups of it before recording, I throw a fit in the green room. Yeah, the green room. <laughs> um, oy, oy, oy. I'm, I'm slurping on some warm coach up right now. <laughs> God. But, I... but yeah, I just think, I don't know, the analogy maybe is, is not perfect, but I just, I like, like, I don't take, I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of anti-poptimism, sort of. But then I think of somebody like ABBA and I say, shit. This really throws a wrench in my whole, in my whole like sexist theory that I have here. I think maybe we can boil this down to um, you're a snob. But like, you know I'm not. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. now, are we gonna fight? Right now? 
um do i know that you're not i don't know you don't think you're a snob no i am a little bit yeah <laughs> i think i'm kind of a snob you're too because totally i'm like poo-pooing not, yeah. on the term art brand right yeah and i i don't know i like literary fiction you do yeah yeah you're, i mean you're the one who introduced this specifically to clown on adult ya novels which is that a fair because that's the other way i want to characterize these porn aside you know i'll preface this we went to or i went to with some friends a bookshop here in san diego it's called um uh, do you remember meet cute meet cute that's what it's called and they have like a lot of it's mostly romance but they also have non-romance section but it's still this genre which i can't help but describe as anything other than like adult ya like it has hunger games harry potter vibes but is marketed toward actual like adults yeah right i i really need to get a book because i'm going out of town and i was thinking about going there but i'm kind of afraid uh like that i'll snob on you no no that i just like won't find anything that i I like, yeah. um, but yeah. I'm just going to be over here sipping my coach up and saying, <laughs> look at Riley. Poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> How could she do such a thing? Um, yeah, no, I think that's kind of, you know, maybe an accurate, if mean way to phrase it. I don't know. I, oh, see, now I'm worried I'm going to get into real hater territory. Yeah. But it's like... <clears throat> Well, I deleted TikTok and we'll get to that. But um, I used to see be on um, what they call book talk, which is like, you know, people posting about books. Book talk is is the epicenter, as far as I can tell from the outside. I'm not on TikTok, but of adult YA and adults who just read regular YA. Yeah, I mean, I because of my personality was getting more <laughs> such a good explanation for something like, why yeah, did you do that well <laughs> because my personality the algorithm was giving me more like literary okay. fiction yeah. i was like on literary book talk which nice. is kind of the worst place snob to be. Alert. very snob alert but i was still getting a lot of like do you know who colleen hoover is no savvy listeners will know but <laughs> colleen hoover is just like um really trendy like of the moment novelist who writes like these really easily digestible like dramatic like almost like my understanding of them is like kind of soap opera e novels yeah and they're like wildly popular she probably has made like millions of dollars um and they just all seem so bad <laughs> like d- oh they what they seem so bad oh really okay um to me see but by calling her a novelist now you elevate her to like well she's technically writing novels yeah but i feel like is like i don't know like is uh who's the one who wrote uh hunger games suzanne collins oh suzanne i almost called her colleen ballinger who's the the oh that's the woman who got canceled and then (laughs) did the singing apology where she was like sorry i was a groomer yeah yeah but i wasn't (laughs) haha right yeah (laughs) but if i was here's like no um (laughs) Yeah, Suzanne, Suzanne Collins. Collins. Is she a novelist? Does that sound right to me? Or does that sound right, you know? The same way that, like... Yeah, I think she's a novelist. Okay. I mean, it's hard because I'm like, okay, well, who else would I consider, you know, a, a professional novelist? Jonathan Franzen, yeah. whom I very much like. Right. Um, and I was also thinking of Sally Rooney. Yeah, Have Sally you... Rooney's, like, a very popular novelist among, like, 
you know, art girls. Well, I feel like her, well, I was thinking that I feel like she kind of toes the line between, I feel like I've used that term so much today, maybe not on the pod, but um, between kind of like digestible fiction, but also literary fiction. Like, I think it would be considered literary fiction, but it's yeah. like breezy to me. Okay. And it's like romantic. Yeah. Often. Okay. I Because I have, I have seen both like, you know like doc martin's bangs girls reading it and mm. like instagram gather sign in the kitchen kind of girls reading yeah it's very yeah. appealing and now normal people has been turned into a hulu tv show oh my gosh with <laughs> the guy who was briefly engaged to phoebe bridgers whoa <laughs> dang uh what's the no bombach no. What? No, no, <laughs> no mom, that's Greta Gerwig. I know. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> we should do an episode on Barbie. We, mm. yeah, yeah. No, no, the, we can't. The, the we Barbie can't. Smackdown. No, the Barbie di- yeah. no. <laughs> the Barbie, Barbie apologetics. Barb- that yeah, would well, be the episode. Well, but I wouldn't, it would be like a, a debate. It'd be like a, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and like the Jordan Peterson yeah. sense of the word where you just like berate me yeah. <laughs> for an <Yeah>. hour. <laughs> and yeah. then I am like, well, well. Yeah. Oh. I don't know who's Jordan Peterson in that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I actually, don't know. Yeah, if you're like sniveling and crying, I think actually you might be him. Damn. Yeah. All right, well, we're talking about not any of that today. We're, well, we are. We're talking about literary fiction, mm-hmm. um, real, real actual literary fiction. Um, written by a man, which is not helping my case. But it's uh, Franny and Zooey, or yeah. Zoe. I don't actually. I have Zooey. I want to call it. I want to say Zooey, but that's just because yeah, it's funny. Zooey. Okay. I feel like that's his name. But isn't it Zoe Deschanel? Like it's not really Zooey Deschanel, is it? No, it's Zoe. But that's because that is her parents trying to be like. Um, there's this Reddit called um r slash tragedy where it's spelled t-r-a-g-e-d-e-i-g-h and it's about like <laughs> that's, that's such a good name for the sub it's about people who have names that are spelled really stupid like braxton with right. a y yeah. um so i think that it's because her name her parents were just trying to name her zoe but give her a unique spelling right z-o-o-e-i-g-h yeah well when i was an infant my one of my grandmothers wanted my name to be spelled r-y-l-e-i-g-h because it's more feminine right um which thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wouldn't have entered into my phone like that i would have just even if that's how my name was really spelled I, i would have I've just been like, that's funny. Yeah, but I would have been a completely different person. We probably wouldn't even that's <laughs> be true. friends. Yeah. We never would have met yeah. with a name so whack. Um, but yeah, anyway, Franny and Zooey. First impressions, did you like it? I did like it. I really liked it, actually. Yeah. Cool. I was very I was very compelled. Um, it, was very, it made me feel like anxious, but not in like a bad way. I don't know how to describe it. Interesting. I was just wrapped up in the like... They talk so fast at each other and like so like um, intensely and with such like I don't know sass with such sass but like you know well read sass that mm-hmm. it's like you know 
They're academics. They're academics. Yeah, they're neurotic academics. And you said perfect. And I said, uh, not in this house, but no, I I did like, I did empathize, I guess. Yeah. Well, I found them hard to relate to because they're from New York. Right. (laughs) And I said, no. The dialect was hard to get through, but. I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. (laughs) What are these words? (laughs) No, I don't know. Um. I found a translation. Though, so oh, good, yeah. <laughs> so I could hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just threw like in there a bunch. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We though. are. Yeah, so why don't you start? You can give the, the um, what's it? Uh, well, I'm looking at the docket, and we have like an odd, do you want to jump into this right now, or do you want to digress? <laughs> digress about what? Well, to summertime insanity oh summertime insanity no we'll get there later um yeah i'll just jump in to yeah so why are why are we reading this um i okay so we had the idea that we were gonna do a summer reading series and now it is the end of august (laughs) as it happens um but that's it's my fault is it i think so i just i was so i was busy I didn't read as much as I would have liked Hustle to. culture. It was very, I was very hustle mindset. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I had suggested Franny and Zooey because, well, I was thinking about one of our first episodes was on prayer, and um, we talk about the Jesus prayer, which is really central to this novel. Um, and also, I just hadn't read the book in i don't know 10 years probably and i just remember being obsessed with it when i was a teen um and i've read some of jd salinger's other stuff um namely nine stories um and he just seems like a crazy dude (laughs) like really into all sorts of different religious practices he tried dianetics and then he said not for me but he met l ron hubbard um and then he was into like christian science acupuncture just like all sorts of stuff he was really into he needed a hug it sounds like he did need a hug um yeah he was into the way of the pilgrim book which is mentioned in the Mm -hmm. novel oh that's a real book oh yeah it's a real book yeah and um what else is there to say about him he did he leave his first wife for one of his students i don't know He's just kind of a lot of stuff about him is kind of a bummer yeah yeah real literary kind of life sort yeah. of guy and okay not to to get ahead of myself but while reading this i was kind of like is this ironic like the way oh. these people are talking to each other how they're like so kind of obnoxiously academic i think he loves them yeah i think so too I don't, yeah. and then like if there reading... is any irony in there it's just like on top to make it a little bit more palatable but it's he lo- i think he loves these characters yeah well i would you should read if you liked this you should read nine stories and the other one which is i actually haven't finished that other one raised the high roof beam carpenters or whatever but it's all about the glass family um, oh there's a glass family extended universe oh yeah oh my god Cinematic <laughs> universe okay literary universe i guess um but yeah, I think Franny and Zooey is the the best one. Um, the although, Avengers. The first Avengers. installment of the Glass family. Well, sort of. no, I think it's more like Iron Man. Okay. Except there's not as much... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Hmm. Like military propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much. Yeah. Not as much, yeah. Um, but if you're a Seymour fan, I'm really getting ahead of myself. If you're a Seymour fan, he's more central in the other stories. Oh, before. Before he. Okay. Spoiler alert. Well, obviously, spoiler alerts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not in this this book because he's he's dead. He's died. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my little summary on J.D. Salinger, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, why why this book? I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the the yeah. main thing. Why not have a nice summer book club? Right. With no, us and our three reader three listeners. Right. No, it was yeah. Um, it was very good. I guess, I mean, do you want me to summarize it? Or, like, do you want to do that and then jump into... Yeah, I mean, I think we can just kind of summarize it and chat yeah. as we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so, like, I I mean, it's, like, it's just three conversations. Like, the book is just, like... Yeah. Three, it's just three conversations, like, one between Franny and her boyfriend at a restaurant who's, like the eponymous Franny of Franny and Zoe. And then, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different Franny. Yeah. And then one between Zoe and, spoiler alert, this is a huge twist. This is probably the twist in, I would say, so careful. Zoe is a man. How about that? Uh, so between Zoe and his mom. Mm-hmm. And then one between Zoe and Franny at the end. Um, or kind of like two between them, I guess. Yeah, and so the first conversation is just the entire first section of the book, and then the Zoe section is just its own thing. Um, and basically, yeah, Franny is, she's losing her mind. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's reading the Jesus prayer. She's saying it under her breath all the time. She's in college. She's talking to her boyfriend who she's come to visit for, to see some football game or whatever. I don't know. And um, they're like at a restaurant and he is just going on and on about how good of an English paper he wrote. And she's just freaking out, yeah. which like girlies can relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes men are trying to tell you about their silly little papers and you're like, they don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and she's this just... podcast is like most of the time. <laughs> Is you explaining <laughs> yeah. your silly papers to me? Yeah. You saying please? Um, yeah. yeah, that's how all maybe all conversation inter intergender conversations are. Yeah, um, just to really broaden out. Um, <laughs> right. And yeah, I don't know. When I first read this, I was really team Franny, and I was like, she gets it. Yeah, which is such you know a 17 year old girl right. way to be because she's really just like going on a rant about egos and how um just everyone is so obsessed with themselves and she was yeah. kind of an acting major i think or some type of drama major and she quit because she didn't want to do it she didn't want to like praise yeah or something like that she kind of thinks everybody's like fake and stuff she's a bit of a holden caulfield kind of whoa character here <laughs> almost <laughs> as if guy who's only read <laughs> catcher in the rye <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. getting big catcher in the rye <laughs> vibes from this yeah, exactly yeah. um and i think crucially she's really experienced or obsessed with getting to like capital t-e true experience yeah. like she doesn't want thought almost she doesn't want ego 
Um, and that's why she's so obsessed with the Jesus prayer, which if you haven't listened to our first episode is, um, what is it? Like Jesus Christ have mercy on me. A sinner. A sinner. Um, and it's just like saying this repeatedly until it, I don't know. I'm sure they wouldn't use the word infects, (laughs) like until it like worms its way into your heart and like changes you somehow yeah i mean it's like a mystical meditative kind of practice similar to like transcendental meditation or something like that where by focusing on the prayer you become the prayer or like i think that's actually how we phrased it in that episode is in like the final stage of you know repetitions over time one becomes the prayer and i think that's what she's like you know aiming for i think that's or like that's what she describes the way of the pilgrim as like leading one to be able to do right yeah yeah and so um she is kind of spurred into this practice because she gets so sick of as i wrote in my notes um like excess and modernity and sort of what she refers to as um types like types of people or like personalities um that she just becomes super neurotic and you know in trying to avoid the ego she just becomes so obsessed with herself in a way to the point that she just is such kind of a brat to her boyfriend who is excited to see her although he sucks too like yeah, let's he not yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he sucks he, he sucks but they he sucks in like a very typical way that i think you can simultaneously like not feel too bad for him but also like he's a normal guy so you you know yeah kind of her her in, uh, sort of like eccentricity is really highlighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's a basic dude. Yeah, he's just his basic name is Lane. Ivy League dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically this section ends with spoiler alert: her passing out because she has been eating so little food because she is just I don't I don't know what's we don't really know at the time what's going on with her. I'm not sure we ever really find out. No. Um, but yeah, cut to cut to Zooey, who is a man. Right. <laughs> yes. And in that, that section is just him, and um, he's. it starts with him in the bath, and he's reading a letter from... Which, in brother. a way, is the fourth conversation. It actually, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot about that portion. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like a very, very long letter um, from his brother. His annoying-ass his, his older an- brother. His annoying-ass <laughs> older brother, who's like a reclusive academic who lives in the woods. Um, and is just very concerned with Zoe's acting career, which is what he is an actor. Um, and uh, I guess in, in that portion, it gives a little bit more background on who the Glass family kids are, and they're like I guess like child prodigies who were on like a radio show or something like that as kids, and then have grown into being like neurotic and eccentric adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's just like it starts with the brother giving him advice, and then about. I don't know, his like career and just kind of musing all over the place. And I wasn't sure, I mean, this might've just been cause I was, I don't know, not reading as carefully as I thought, but I, I felt like that the letter portion was like almost just to give a little bit more like flavor and background to the character of the family neuroses rather mm-hmm. than anything that specifically advanced the, like the character development. I couldn't, yeah. I mean, maybe in that, in a way it does, it, giving that flavor does advance the character development, but. Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay, for some more context, I think there are seven glass children. Yeah. 
and two of them have died at this point the oldest brother seymour who committed suicide and then um one of the other like middle children who died um in world war ii and the remaining five yeah are all very weird franny and zooey are the youngest um and so they were born when the oldest two seymour and buddy the one who's writing the letter um were already like in their late teenage years and those two boys so okay i feel like buddy's letter does kind of paint the picture of the family neuroses but also kind of like seymour is like a main character in the book and he's dead um but we just get such a strong like idea of him through buddy's letter because buddy and seymour were so close um and i think buddy talks about seymour at length in the letter um and yeah i I don't know yeah he he's like mentioned often i think i mean his his, the bits of his presence and then the weight of his absence are like the like the structure of his character insofar as there is one right like it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like this big this pall that kind of hangs over the situation but isn't ever explicitly like there's no like satisfying and didactic like oh like you know how great my woes have been ever since the passing of my brother you know it's not like yeah 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 which i think because they're all actively kind of trying to avoid (laughs) which is also a main a main thing and i it really kind of struck me more on this read how like much both franny and zooey's kind of like despair or struggles is just because they miss their older brother yeah and i found that really affecting and sad it was yeah i think Um, yeah i thought it was kind of like um classic like when when you're when you're too clever you know you like spin what's really like just a very normal sort of emotion into like this really like well articulated complicated like machination of neuroses but it's okay to just be sad you know yeah you can't be like i miss my brother instead you have to read a book about a russian pilgrim and then become a religious freak (laughs) yeah (laughs) and pass out right um yeah yeah. but in this letter um buddy reveals some of he and seymour's unique um opinions or (laughs) (laughs) spiritual beliefs um mainly that they kind of took responsibility for Franny and Zooey's education and um, made the kids, Franny and Zooey, learn about, like, Eastern religion when they were really young (laughs) and were just, like, drilling this into um, them. And he says, like, that is, we wanted you to both to know who and what Jesus and Gautama and Lao Tse and shankaracharya and wei nang and like he just goes on and on like they wanted them to know who all these um spiritual people are before they knew anything about homer or shakespeare or blake or whitman or george washington like they just think that everything is spiritual teachings they love quotes they're very stoic they they (laughs) do there's a whole section where it's just quotes (laughs) yeah um and I, I don't know. That's, that's them. Yeah. I guess I don't. I, re- I don't really know what there is to say about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, so 
yeah, the second con- or the third conversation, I guess, after the letter is between Zoe and his mom. And, you know, it's a very like, I, I felt, I don't know, I felt like it was sim- simultaneously uneasy and sympathetic, you know, like they're very like, it's kind of a banter, but it's like mean, you know, he's being very di- disrespectful to his mother. Yeah, he's right? still he's in the saying, bath. He's still, oh yes, that's right. Yeah, so he's in the bath, he's read this letter, his mom comes in, she's very worried about Franny, who's had an, oh yeah, that it kind of, the second part picks up basically where the last part left off, and Franny's home now, and is still, I don't know, going through it, and uh, Zoe's very, he's just being a, a, a like a dick to his mom, and his mom's fretting, um, but he's doing he's being a dick to her in a very like you know snobby artsy kind of guy way yeah uh, which his mom can't help but find um really endearing mm-hmm. i found their relationship a little weird um, yeah me too it's, little, it's like i mean he's disrespectful to her but it's also like weirdly kind of flirty i don't know it's yeah kind of, <laughs> it was really once again is this a new york thing yeah <laughs> it might be a new york thing. i, I don't know yeah. um it, it was very weird he keeps calling her like fat um mm-hmm and he's nagging his mom he's nagging her um i don't know i don't know i he lives there i guess he's like 25 so he's probably just like sick of his parents shit well his dad seems like incredibly depressed yeah by the way he's yeah. kind of we never like really see him depressed yeah. but he just seems like he's freaking out so of course or like freaking out I don't know, in kind of an absent way. So the mom is very overbearing and just completely insane. Um, and yeah, so in this She's the best character. I liked her the best, actually. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know who I liked the best. I was like, he did a good job. I, I don't know if she's supposed to have an Irish accent. She is Irish, but but I read it in an Irish accent and I found this pleasurable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's it. The way I that she uses the nice. word but is very irish mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like she'll like start a sentence with, or like add it i don't know how to how to describe it but i don't have it in front of me but she yeah. does do that yeah yeah i mean i also like the way that the italics there will be like italics yes. on like one syllable like she's terribly impressionable and always has been yeah <laughs> um or uh, the painters are almost finished in her room and they're going to want to get in the living room immediately after lunch. Uh, yeah. Like very, I don't know. I It's nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very, it's so, it's, you know, when we were, um, the reason that I texted you a couple days ago that like, I was like, oh yeah, duh. Like AI could never replace actual writing is because it's been, it'd been a while since I'd read like real like literary fiction and like, because you've been reading the romance novels. I've been novels. reading so many romance novels, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's right. No, this is, like, so far beyond what, like, any language model I've played with could even get close to. Like, the level of, like, detail and intention in, like, each, like, stroke of the typewriter key, you know, is, like, really, like, you know, like, to the point where he's italicizing the middle of words to try to, like, show us the... Right. Um, like just the cadence of of the way that the characters speak mm-hmm. yeah it's, yeah 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 i agree it's so rad also uh on the the conversation thing i wrote this book is good because it has scenes many yeah. books don't have scenes they don't have mm. like they're just kind of like you know and that can be okay to have just like breezy yeah. stream of consciousness but this feels very like cinematic in a way it's yeah. like act one act two act three yeah you could do a play of this very 
Yeah, you could. It would be a bad play, I think. think (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm not like a play person. I love theater, actually. Well, I like Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, I'm a snob. Right. Fuck. (laughs) Case in point. Yeah. Um, I guess it could be a play. Yeah, it's. Well, I just think that the. I think the other thing I like about the book so much is that there's just so much detail in the setting, and I feel like you would that would be challenging in a play to have like you know him opening the i mean it would just be different like zooey opening the bathroom cabinet Mm -hmm. and like noting every single thing that's in there um it just wouldn't translate but um anyway yeah so bessie and zooey talk about franny and zooey just hates franny's boyfriend and that's i feel like most of the the sense we get of what Zooey thinks about the situation. Yeah. Um, he isn't really commenting on anything else at, at the time. Oh, at the time. Yeah, yeah, between him and his mom. Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually kind of like, don't don't worry. You're freaking out too much. Shut up. Leave me alone. Yeah. Etc. Right. Yeah. Anything else you would add about that? About the second, or like the third conversation, as it were? Um, no, not really. I mean, it just... Yeah, it, it's like more characterization. I feel like the 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 movie, the uh book really hits its like, the the point of it or like the stride its stride and like the like the final conversation between Franny and Zoe is like the, that's the thing or like the yeah. centerpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes to talk to Franny and she's laying on the couch. Yeah, with kinda the cat. Like despondent. Oh yeah, with the cat named, named Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg, I think, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. A really stinky old cat. Yeah. I couldn't relate, because my cat, he is so handsome and not stinky. Um, And he's just kind of like, he just starts talking at her and is kind of like, get over yourself. Like, you think you know so much because you're in college. Like, you're stupid. You're, I don't know. He's not, he's really not being very nice to her. No. Um. And it's kind of difficult. He keeps insisting that um, her, as he puts it, delusions are non-sectarian. He's saying like, oh, you think this is about religion, but this doesn't have anything to do with religion. Um, So yeah, that's what he says at first. Which, do you think that's true? That her delusions don't have anything to do with religion? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I think, I mean, because of my views of, like... what do i like really really simply like i think religions offer like a language to put our um you know like psychological uh uh like world into you know like that's like what it's doing is like just creating a narrative that our like various neuroses and delusions and fears and hopes can like fill into Mm -hmm. so in a way I guess, like, you know, the, like the fixating on the religion part is like maybe missing the the underlying, like psychological stuff that's leading to her to have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think one of the other like moments I found very compelling is when she's like, Zoe is trying to ask Franny, like, "Well, do you want to talk to Buddy?" Like our mom has been trying to get buddy on the phone 
Buddy is, you know, missing because he lives out in the forest or whatever. And Franny's like sobbing and she says, I want to talk to Seymour. And it's like, yes, that's yeah, it. That's <laughs> Girl, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. And I just found that so sad that she's just kind of been like drilled since she was a child to like believe in these yeah. kind of crazy religious practices by this person who like killed himself and she, it seems like she just feels like abandoned yeah by him um and i found that just really upsetting yeah. um i don't know yeah yeah no i think that's right and i think that actually that's good because so like one of the things that zui is like berating her about and the thing that struck me the most is that he thinks that she she loves Jesus but not in the way that he actually is like she wants like a sort of pacified like nice friendly guy version of Jesus that's like that um like he keeps comparing him to St. Francis uh-huh. who's just like a perfect sweetie kind of guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so he just wants that Jesus to be that when I mean Jesus is a more challenging figure I think mm-hmm. than that and so um I mean yeah I guess you could read it as just like the reason she just wants like comfort you know <laughs> like she doesn't want like a challenging thing she wants like the comfort of i mean the consolation for for loss mm-hmm. um, yeah i do think that zui i i have a section i want to read but i think that he's also accusing her of wanting to be like outside of the world in kind of like a misenchanted yeah. way almost yeah, yeah. um and so i'll read this passage and then I'll jump ahead a few pages. So he says, uh, uh, Franny, what do you think you're doing with the Jesus prayer? Uh, this is what I was trying to get at last night. Before you told me to go chase myself, you talk about piling up treasure, money, property, culture, knowledge, and so on and so on. In going ahead with the Jesus prayer, just let me finish now, please. In going ahead with the Jesus prayer, aren't you trying to lay up some kind of treasure? Something that's every goddamn bit as negotiable as all those other more material things? Or does the fact that it's a prayer make all the difference? I mean by that, is there all the difference in the world for you in which side somebody lays up his treasure, this side or the other, the one where thieves can't break in, etc.? Is that what makes a difference? Wait a second now. Just wait till I'm finished, please. Um, and he's like looking at the, I don't know, a snow globe. And then he says, uh, there's something about the way that you're going about this prayer that gives me the willies if you want to know the truth. You think I'm out to stop you from saying it. I don't know whether I am or not. That's a goddamn debatable point. But I would like you to clear up for me just what the hell your motive- motives are for saying it. Um, and then he like doesn't let her get a <laughs> word in edgewise so she doesn't actually get a chance to say it um and then basically just a few pages later he's like still going on his rant and he says god damn it there are nice things in the world i mean nice things we're all such morons to get so sidetracked um and i think that kind of like summarizes his His whole view. view okay um yeah is he's like annoyed with her that yeah she's like misreading jesus yeah. and she's kind of falling for the same trap that she's yeah trying to avoid right um with the treasures i thought it was interesting to think of this as like That's the good. prayer as a yeah. treasure yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and he <laughs> like your meditation is indulgence <laughs> exactly <laughs> so he good. gets it yeah. <laughs> or um yeah and i think that 
when she is saying that she misses Seymour, she's almost like wishing to be like outside the world, like yeah. in the world that like Seymour inhabited when he was alive, which is kind of like this, mm-hmm. as she sees it, like a spiritual, non-material world. Good. Yeah. And then Seymour, this isn't discussed in this book, but he was also in the war and that's why he killed himself is in the other book it kind of goes into his ptsd and it's very upsetting um so i think that he's almost been like corrupted by the world and so she's trying to get outside it but then zui says there are nice things like the world is still good right which i find i like that i do too (laughs) I do too. I mean, like, yeah, that is like the essential uh, difficulty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just in general, ever at all. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's good. So now you're making me think, or you're making me reflect. When I, I took a note when I was reading that mm-hmm. I thought that the like theology of the book, you know, was trying to kind of present the, um, I don't know, like this kind of like mystic, like kind of like universalist mystic sort of thing where it's like oh yeah jesus and buddha and they're all kind of doing the same thing but you know what i was stupid that's not actually what that's what that's what it's making fun of or like that's what it's critiquing in a way or like it feels like that's what zui is is critiquing um just in his like uh, characterization of franny's attempt to escape through this kind of like esotericism or something he's getting frustrated by the um like i think that's why he gets upset that she's sort of like pacified her reading of jesus because jesus is like a weirdly i mean this was what makes him so compelling he's not just like super nice guy who does friendly stuff all the time and then we be like him he's got this like complicated edge to him he's Mm -hmm. got like you know he's flipping tables he's flipping tables he's getting crucified he's go he's doing all of this like really earthly stuff hardcore hardcore earthly stuff and that's like the the like the beauty of the of the narrative and the character mm-hmm. um and that is actually oddly anti um sort of like mystic esoteric escapist the way that Franny yeah. wants religious fervor to be right because so the book she's reading the way of the pilgrim is about a man who kind of like withdraws from society yeah and just like goes and walks across the russian countryside for years doing this prayer and he does like meet people yeah and that's important that he meets people but i feel like the main thrust of it is just that he's a wandering pilgrim yeah which is why she has this like conception of like withdrawing from society not eating but yeah, I think that is exactly right that Zui is saying like, no, 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 right. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not that simple. Um, and yeah, I think that's also highlighted by the fact that, okay, so Zui and Franny have this conversation and then he upsets her so much that he leaves the room yeah. because she's just like sobbing because he's being so <laughs> mean to her. Right. And then he goes into Seymour and Buddy's old room like childhood bedroom and all over the walls are just quotes from all sorts of people there's like kafka um marcus aurelius makes an marcus appearance marcus aurelius makes an appearance that's right yeah. oh my gosh that was so crazy <laughs> yeah. um saint francis yeah. uh there's some indian philosophers as well mm-hmm yeah yeah oh epictetus oh, oh boy another fan favorite but it, it's all over the place it's kind of like um you know some 
you know, stoic quotes, if you will. Uh, okay, the one from Marcus Aurelius is, this is the full quote, it loved to happen. <laughs> it do, it do love, it do to, love happen. to happen. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's being real for that. That's, yeah. <laughs> and then the next quote is, um, oh, snail, climb Mount Fuji, but slowly, slowly by Issa. I don't know who Issa is. Me neither. Um, there's one by Kafka that says the happiness of being with people. That one I found really like kind of moving when I read that in this section. And I think the first time I read this, I was like, oh, these, these boys, like they're so wise, like they're so, you know, enlightened, but they're just like worldly dudes who just like love books. Right. And I think that's much better. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I like that a lot. Um, And I bring this up to get to your point. So towards the end of the novel, okay, well, so Zoe's in the room and then he calls Franny on the telephone and he pretends to be Buddy. Of course, she sees through him. They kind of like reconcile. Yeah. Um, She says like, oh, you think everybody's made of iron? Yeah. And he says, I don't think everybody's made of iron. And it's, I found that very moving as well because he kind of like softens and you can just see that he... He's just a normal guy yeah. <laughs> you know he yeah. also misses his his brother um and then he tells her a story about how when they were younger and they were on they were all on this radio show at various times how he didn't want to dress up to be on the radio show because no one's going to see him um zoe that is and seymour told zoe like no you have to dress up for the fat lady <laughs> and yeah. um, and that's all he says. He yeah. just says like, "Do it for the fat lady." So Zui imagines like a fat lady with cancer and like varicose veins sitting on her porch listening to the radio show. Though it's a wise child radio show, and Franny is like, "Oh, I." also had a fat lady i would think of yeah. and she also had cancer <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of just a bizarre thing yeah. and then the book sibling kind of, bonding very yeah. sibling bonding and then okay bradley come on can you okay. bradley's trying to get on the mic what do you have to say bradley? <laughs> let him cook yeah let him, let him cook <laughs> um so the book ends basically with zoe being like and that fat lady that's jesus christ yes. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so our conversation is making me think like when i first read that i was like oh they are doing that you know god is everybody yeah. thing um and that's what you had thought as well i had thought but they are but not in that naive way yeah, yeah. i think well what strikes me is is that fat lady who they're thinking of imagining is enjoying the material good of like a having show. a radio yeah. yeah radio like a commercial radio show right. and is like enjoying her life despite how shitty it is right. i guess yeah. how shitty they're imagining it to be yeah i think the takeaway is the most christ-like thing you can do is go buy that romance novel what? And just read it and just enjoy it. <laughs> oh, indulge, and indulge, just indulge in the material. In material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, wow. That might be the, yeah. Yeah, so like understanding that the thing that I was getting frustrated by is the very thing actually under analysis and critique to some degree in this actually makes me even more. I already liked it. Now I like it even more. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I had also thought, like, oh, they're just saying God is everybody. But no. Not in that, like, facile kind of way where it's, like, like just everybody has to be nice, everybody's special. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. Like, it's a, the reason they describe this, like, sad, fake, like, you know, this really tragic part, like this fat lady with varicose veins and who's dying of cancer or something like that. Um, not that there's anything inherently bad about being fat or having varicose veins, but like, you know, it's supposed to be like they're characterizing somebody who's... Yeah, they're children who are imagining what's like the a, worst a pitiful, outcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thinking like that's Jesus is very... Um, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. We solved it. We did. We solved the book. We did literature. We did, literature. <laughs> <laughs> we did critique. No, um, yeah, I find that I found that really compelling. I also think it's really there's like a meta level to this where like Zoe is the one kind of he's he's kind of like the hero. He's he's the MC, which is main character for those of you not on book talk. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like a thoroughly detestable, horrible guy um like you know he's like tony stark yeah he's like tony stark yeah oh my god yeah where he sucks but you can't help but like him um and also he's right (laughs) is tony stark right i think he's proven right in most of the like in pretty much all of his he's yeah well he's a billionaire that's wrong that is but like his calls are always like right you know yeah yeah. Okay, well, let's not do some comparative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so true. The um, worst Ravel Hume essay prompt ever. Like, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> Compare Iron Man. That's a good Hume 5 one. Compare Iron Man and Franny and Zoom. Yeah. They're both in the Hume 5, uh, you know, time frame. Yeah. Oh, I do have another thought, which is... Well, I wanted to read the part where he talks about the fat lady, because I think it's so funny. He says... Uh, I'll tell you a terrible secret. <laughs> Are you listening to me? There isn't anyone out there who isn't Seymour's fat lady. That includes your Professor Tupper, buddy. That's the professor she hates. And all his goddamn cousins by the dozens. There isn't anyone anywhere that isn't Seymour's fat lady. Don't you know that? Don't you know that, that goddamn secret yet? And don't you know? Listen to me now. Don't you know who that fat lady really is? Ah, buddy. Ah, buddy. It's Christ himself. Christ yeah. himself, buddy. <laughs> he hangs up the phone (laughs) i love that yeah and okay just to really put a cap on it so in franny's section when she's explaining the jesus christ the jesus prayer excuse me to her boyfriend she talks about how like saying the prayer affects a change like in the the sayer's heart and this is like a big thing yeah and so at the very end of the book, she and Zooey are on the phone. He hangs up. He's like, I gotta go. Yeah. After he said the thing about the fat lady. Yeah. Um, and then it reads... And he's uh, just in the other room. We yeah, clarify. he's just in the he's other room. room. Yeah. She doesn't know where he is, though, because no one ever goes in that room. Mm. Um, yeah. But yes, he is just <laughs> right next door. Yeah. Um, and so then... Uh, says uh franny took in her breath slightly but continued to hold the phone to her ear a dial tone of course followed the formal break in the in the connection she appeared to find it extraordinarily beautiful to listen to rather as it as if it were the best possible substitute for the primordial silence itself and i just found that kind of like a nice cap on or like a resolution to her earlier being like you have to say the jesus prayer yeah um it's like 
I don't know. I don't really know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Just for her to be there in silence. I. It's a good I ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it means either, actually. It's really beautifully said, but I don't know. Yeah. Damn, so we didn't we solve We didn't solve it. the book. <laughs> should have quit while we were ahead. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess... I guess in some way, she's trying so hard, you know, throughout the book to, like, affect a change yeah. in herself like with her own voice yeah um and then at the end she's just like time to be quiet right and that's nice like that seems more meditative than frantically just like mumbling under your breath right. to yourself like obsessively right um i don't know yeah hmm. right in <laughs> send us an email yeah, we send, don't have an email yeah, address send us, send us a send us a letter yeah, send us. A, don't find our address. Yeah, <laughs> dox us and then send us a letter. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so why is TikTok melting your brain? Um. Okay. So yeah, I had to delete TikTok. This is <laughs> we're done talking about the book. Um, or are we? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm having my own neuroses. Right. Um, yeah. Just like I'm just like Zooey for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my neuroses are coming from TikTok. I've started all of a sudden last week I started to get three like different topics of videos I've never got before. The first was about it's very specific about homeless people attacking women in San Francisco. It was very strange. I'm not like kind of right wing fear mongery stuff. Yeah, kind of yeah. like you ladies make sure you're protecting yourselves like this is what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I don't live in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know why I'm getting this. Yeah. The second was after the Maui fires, kind of like conspiracy theories about um, like how the government is behind it. Oh, yeah. And I just found this very upsetting as well, as you can imagine. Yeah. And it's just like really talking in graphic detail about some of the deaths, which I did not like i i don't know i just found it kind of disrespectful and spooky and then i started getting because unfortunately i maybe watched too many conspiracy videos just like really really right-wing conspiracy not maybe not even right-wing conspiracy but like health conspiracy like i saw a video that was like scientist it was this guy who was dressed in like a little scientist outfit so he was pretending that he was legit and he was like uh, yeah, new research has shown that 61% of cancer is caused by unforgiveness. So like you, <laughs> which is crazy, which is crazy. That's awesome. But it was just That's like, awesome. I don't know why it was like freaking me out so bad. But then I was like looking at the comments and everyone was like, yes, our minds like really do like affect our health. It was yeah. like getting into like anti-vax COVID stuff. Like, right. you know, like I have good vibrations, so I can't catch covid and i just got so freaked out that i just deleted tiktok yeah because <laughs> i hated that yeah so much you know what i was thinking about recently hmm. so did you see the richmond north of richmond guy you know no get back on oh my god how are we gonna have any conversations on tiktok it's a twitter thing but it was on tiktok too oh. it's um it's this like country singer guy who does he's basically like the evil racist version of tyler childers if anybody knows who that is but like very like rootsy country kind of thing but he's he does he did like a racist ish one it's like it's a folk song about how hard it is to be a working person but he ends up blaming like welfare recipients for that 
um, like for the plight of the working person. Um, and it's called Rich Men, North of Richmond, because, uh, well, probably, you know, I guess Washington, D.C. and maybe New York. So true. But yeah. like, it's very conspiratorial in the specific sense that it's like there's these rich people who have this cabal who are organizing things to oppress you and give money unfairly for what reason who knows to these undeserving fat people who want to eat fudge rounds or whatever he the lyric is oh my god and, no it's really yeah it's, yeah it's it's like that and people love like this is huge it's the top song on spotify right now um and like and it was on itunes for a little while too it's like it's it's not mm-hmm. just like a minor twitter phenomenon um and like uh what was I going to say about this? Oh, yeah. And it remind, what you were saying reminded me of this because I feel like so much right-wing conspiracy is just like, okay, what if the world were really simple and easy to understand and accorded perfectly with my emotional intuitions and the way that I feel like it ought to be? Right. And then I just... And then, oh, it's just like this like stage play of like perfect good versus evil which luckily i easily fit within the good category mm-hmm. of and there it is like i can just imagine it like that right um yeah and of course it's all just like meaning making right like i was thinking when you were saying that i was thinking about like obviously what happened in hawaii is horrible right. like really horrifying yeah. like the fact that children were sent home from school and then didn't know to evacuate their homes yeah and died is like yeah unspeakably bad but the government did not send them home they're not trying to kill children why would they do that right like it's just negligence and like idiocy right <laughs> like it's so which is much so much simpler. scarier which is so much and scarier, scarier to with. and yeah. it, of course like something should be done about this it should never happen again but it's not like if the government is so powerful that they're killing children there's nothing we can do about it right. <laughs> like it right. just oh my god i don't know yeah and i but it, again it just seems like trying to justify what is like unthinkable yeah well cuz the the reality of the world is 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 very scary right like you i mean just yeah that thing that horrible things can just happen and we don't have any control over it and there's not somebody there's not like it's comforting to think that there's like an antagonistic force that is you know that you can pit yourself against and be on the right side of if only you avoid the seed oils and don't and keep your kids homeschooled Mm -hmm. then you can avoid the machinations of this evil foe but there's no evil foe as such anyway and so like right it's just even even like you know like because you know, you might say like, oh, you're Lorenzo, you're like a lefty guy. Don't you think like the market or capitalism is the evil foe? But like, that's not like, it's so complicated, you know, <laughs> like it isn't, it isn't like a literal cabal of people planning this. It's like the unthinking. Right. It's con- a force. It's a it's force. Like a, yeah, yeah. An unthinking force. Yeah. Did you read that article I sent you about the shipping logistics? Yes. It was so upsetting. I actually Yo, only read like half of it. That's okay. That's not because I was upset. I was just, I was at the doctor's office and then they called me in. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, well, y'all should read this article because I thought it was very interesting. It's the, the New Yorker article about... Uh, returns. Returns, yeah. The the giant industry that is online returns. Yeah. Um, and just like the waste. And me and uh, my boyfriend, I don't know if I've said his name on the pod. I don't yeah, want to dox him. <laughs> yeah, I guess. how how dare anybody know yeah well because we're probably going to be teaching in the same oh yeah that's right i don't want people our students to yeah. be like I yeah, don't yeah. Know. are you guys dating um anyway but we went on a walk the other day and we were talking about it and we were just like damn it sucks that 
we live in a world where like this is happening that like there's a whole industry devoted to like what to do with all the shit that americans have returned and that we can't sell right because we don't just want to throw it away but we got to just throw it away (laughs) but we don't want people to know that we're throwing it away um and they do i didn't know that in the beginning of the article they're like you probably think that they just put it back on the shelf well they don't they throw it away and i was like shit i did think that they just put it back on the shelf but they don't i know me too they throw it away (laughs) and they specifically talked about like uh shopping for wedding guest dresses which i've been doing frantically for the cabal put that article out there specifically to trigger you i was triggered i was freaking out (laughs) but I don't know. It just sucks. I, but it yeah. It's not like the government is like, oh, we should yeah. destroy the environment. They don't care. Yeah. I don't know. No, they don't. I mean, that's what it is. It's just like apathy toward the good. It's not like a fixation on suppressing the good or like destroying the good. It's just like a right. You know, they're just interested in other things. It is baffling to me. Not to get so political, but it's baffling to me that people can be like, wow, the world is fucked up and the government is evil. You know what the solution is? More libertarianism and freedom. And we should have more capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) It's just because they've been indoctrinated so thoroughly. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. But you know what the solution is? What's that? Going to the zoo. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. That's yeah. what I did today. That does um, sound very nice. It felt good. I saw a little baby monka. It's a monka. Just like a monkey. Are you, are you, like, are you pronouncing it weird or is it a kind of monkey? No, it's just a, it's a binge-topia. Oh. They say, oh, look at that monka. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Is that, oh, is that how they're pronouncing the internet tendency to spread? spell monkey m-o-n-k-e yeah yeah oh, yeah that's, that's, what it that's is. funny I like that. um that's good yeah i think that's right and to go to the zoo yeah to touch grass to touch grass and to be um like be in the world but in a good way like this is okay so i, I put in my notes that like one of the like i said the point of this book is that like the cure for intellectual neuroses is to su- to surrender to christ <laughs> but not in the way that franny does. F- that franny thinks that you have to it's mm-hmm. in the troubled and problematic and and fraught way that zoe is sort of damn men stay advoc- winning advocating for yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's right i think that's right well i think this is what was has been distressing me so much about um trying to find an outfit for this wedding i'm going to is it just feels so kind of like materialist in a bad way yeah when i want to you know do something that's materialist in a good way right like make some nice peanut noodles for right. example right or um like drink a beer with my friends yeah. i don't know why it, it, these are both food examples i <laughs> think of another one um crochet. i got nothing crochet yeah, don't yeah or knit yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah or yeah get a nice toy for bradley right that he will cherish and love um right i don't know something like this but it just feels so like just trying to look nice i don't know maybe i'm just maybe it's just not my personality um because I'm sure there are people who would say, no, I love clothes. Yeah, like in an art- artistic way. Yeah. yeah. Not in an artistic brand way, though. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Damn. So what have we learned today? That we're snobs? <laughs> that we're snobs. Um, <sighs> that summer's almost over. Yeah. 
literally, I start teaching in two days. Well, are you excited? Yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> That's nice. I, yeah, I, like, was anxious, and then I finished a couple of my syllabi, and I was like, oh, these are cool. This is going to be good. Good. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. I also just saw in the background, I thought of another good materialistic thing. I have a bucket hat that has clouds. It's cloud oh, print. Yeah. I love that thing so much. It is very cute. It's nice to have... It's like a sun hat. It's not a bucket hat in like yes, a Gen Z. Yes, it's a Z, sun hat. Like, yeah. Yeah, kind of sun. No, it's, it's like a sun hat in like an old woman way. Yeah. And that's cool. It is much cooler than, yeah, than you might imagine with bucket hat. Yeah. yeah. Um... All right. Are we going to do another one of these before? Well, I guess we'll see how this one turns yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we might, yeah. I'm not sure if books are our thing. I like it. But I don't know how good of a listening it is. We'll see. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let us know. Write in. Unless there... You guys should all leave us PO reviews. Box 42069. Yep. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. All right. See you in heaven. See you in heaven. <laughs>